hello? Is this the third the third space? Uh, I guess so. So, can I help you? Yeah, I've uh, got a, a package here for the third space. Oh, okay. It's just See, that you're 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 ringing a doorbell in the middle of a field. Well, I, look, I'm just I'm delivering the package to the address I was given. You just you got to prove to me that you're the third space. Oh, okay. I don't know how I would do that. Well, it's not that hard. It's just, are you, you're the third space, prove it. Well, no, I mean, I wasn't, this isn't where I live. This isn't where I'm from. I was in a house. I was in a house before this. Now I'm, I'm here. This isn't right. I'm not. Well, if if you can't, if you can't prove you're the third space, I guess, I guess I just got to go. Well, no, I'm not a podcast. I'm a man. I'm a man who who does a podcast. I'm not I'm not a podcast. I'm I'm a, I'm a person with dreams, with with hopes, with a place where I live. Where do I go when you leave? Where do I go? Where do we all go when we sleep? What happens to me now? All right. Have a nice day. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, I guess it has, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, how's things? Uh, things are okay. Nice. Uh. Nice. Decent. Watching, watching, uh, our, our province slowly become the laughingstock of the entire world. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like we live here. Um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's the catch twenty two on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, <laughs> using brighter news. Uh, so one of my roommates is a toddler, mm-hmm. as you know. One one of your roommates. One of my roommates is a toddler. Is a baby. Is a yep. Um, and the current goal that I have is I'm trying to teach her certain words and phrases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've gone her parents on board. Uh, currently, we were really trying to get her to, to do. Yeah, boy. Mm, uh, yes, I see. <laughs> and it's, and it's, she's pretty close. She doesn't always get the, um, the B plosive on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Oy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 We got that. Um, she knows how to do the B because sometimes there'll just be another room and I'll just hear her say baby, which <laughs> <laughs> is an interesting, well, uh, you, you gotta announce yourself. It's a good. It's good that she's practicing that skill. Yeah. Uh, so once we get the B into uh, into the other thing, then we got you know a kid saying "Yeah, boy," uh, which <laughs> seems like that's the ideal part of having young children around is to get them to say things that is funny when a child says it. I mean, I I feel like there's more to it than that. But if that's what you're getting out of it, Kevin, I'm I'm happy you're getting something. I don't know. That seems like the main reason. <laughs> it was fun enough. After that, we'll work on yeet. Uh, I mean, yeet will be really hard because it, it, the baby will just hear it as ye. 
Uh, yeah, but as long as, you know, she shouts it, I think it's fine. <laughs> oh, great. A shouting baby. What everyone yeah. loves. Well, once again, stands in another room and all I hear is baby. <laughs> so if we turn that into yeet. <laughs> I mean, yes, Kevin, but let's let's take this. I know that, that everyone has been trapped in their houses a lot. Yeah. Over, over the last little bit. But yeah. imagine, Kevin, imagine you are out at, let's say, a writer's group. And this particular writers group is stopping to get coffee before they go to their meeting place that is more private. Sure. And, and you're sit, standing out with your friends and all of a sudden in the distance you hear a high-pitched squeal, yeet! Oh, I mean, was it from a baby? Yes, it was from a baby, Kevin. Then that's hilarious. But what if the baby doesn't stop, Kevin? Then, I, then I'll leave, but that continues to be hilarious. <laughs> Okay. All right. It's very um, enjoyable remember, to me. Remember how you said that all uh, all children are sociopaths? Um, yeah, that's the thing we agreed did, on. Did you ever grow up? I think I think I think enjoying a baby <laughs> shouting yeet has nothing to do with sociopathy. I mean, you're clearly not taking anyone else into account. <laughs> <laughs> taking the baby into account. Oh, you're assuming and, the, the baby enjoys it, but if, and a baby, all the, if a baby is a sociopath, Kevin, they don't. <laughs> and all the other people who thinks that it'll be funny for a baby to shout yeet. I think there's right. many, I think I, there's many I, things I, to enjoy. I think enjoy. this is a, a live and let live situation. Um, yeah, I think there's many things to enjoy in this situation. Um, I mean, I will take your word for it. I personally derive zero enjoyment. From from that situation, I nah, not just not thinking about it in the right way, oh, but that's fine. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, Kevin. Yeah. Um, we didn't do a like year end type thing because our numbers are all off. Yeah, and but it, it's it's been another year of the podcast. I guess so. I don't keep track of when that is. Uh, I'm glad you do. I mean, we're, we've missed it by a little bit, but that's okay. Okay. If you uh, say so. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I figured, you know, let's, let's do something that's a little bit fun. Maybe it's the start of a new series. Maybe it's just a thing we do every once in a while, but, okay. uh, I figured there's like 500 spells in D and D. Why there don't are? we talk about, uh, if some spells were real, probably won't last the whole episode for a single spell, but we can choose some, <laughs> some fun ones and talk about it. Yeah, so we sort of brought this up uh, a couple weeks ago when we did our fancy and casting yeah. uh, topic, which was the idea that there are certain spells in D&D that, <laughs> if you translate them into a real world, you know, they're fun to think of how they would be used. Yeah. So what we figured is that because in that podcast we spent so much time kind of figure out a logic to how, like, casting works uh, in specifically the 5e setting. We sort of utilize that as our baseline for how these work. So to remind people, uh, what we had discovered in there is that uh, your intelligence actually has nothing to do with the level of spell you can cast. No, it's it's how much time and effort you put into learning how yeah, to cast spells. Yeah, it's ex- <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly it's experience. Yeah, it has nothing to do with how quote unquote intelligent you are. That just helps with like number of spells you can memorize a day, and even that is also still partially based on 
experience. Do- yeah, because we're doing this based on wizards. Like specifically, wizard is the yeah kind of the baseline. We might pick some spells that have that are from different classes, just because they might be the interesting ones. But like, I think it's still along all the same. Same thought process there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, in D&D, they separate those according to class because that gives a class identity. Yeah. Not not because a wizard couldn't cast that spell. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a magic user. Yeah. Uh, so in case anyone's interested, that's sort of what we're going to be doing this base off. Same thing with, like, the levels. Um, I think we clarified that first level is actually pretty, like, a first level of a class is actually pretty easy to hit. That is like base education. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, like I know in, in D&D, they're like, oh, well, you know, first level is that you're an adventurer. But I I think the thing is that in a world, okay, we'll get, we'll, we'll play this a little bit, you know, fast and loose. Because, you know, as you have said, this is our year episode. We do whatever we want. Whatever we want. Uh, There was a... Uh, thing going around like D and D community. Uh, that was basically D and D social media community. Uh, that was basically like, uh, if you were transported into the D and D world, would you be an adventurer or just like, like what would you be in that? Um, and there was a lot of people who were like, I'd be an adventurer. And number one, they're they're kind of wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, you're not. Um, but to say like, oh no, you'll just be like a normal shit farmer. Is also not correct because the the one thing about D D world is that you can actually learn magic. You don't. It is not innate in you. Yeah. Like wizards are people who learn. just read enough books that they can. Yeah. They, cast just, spells. they just thought about it enough until they figured it out. So I have to imagine that in a world where that is possible, why wouldn't more people do that? Like, well, because it's boring and complex. <laughs> Yeah, but it allows you to actually like bend the rules of Here, reality. Here's the thing: if I if I was in D and D for real, Kevin, yeah, I would have like one level of bard, one level of ranger, <laughs> one level of barbarian. Like I would never like just looking at my life path. I would never go down like deeper, further into you know well, into in, in, into a class. Maybe okay. I'd have more levels of bard because I acted professionally for a while, but like, well, that's I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, like when like you're not going to go too far down the <laughs> the levels thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, I I feel like just hitting the baseline. That's what we're going to go through with this. Even just being like a first level wizard. Yeah. Gets you access to some fun things <laughs> just being just being like hey maybe i'll do some education there which is why i think D really th- i guess thrives in a medieval setting yeah because the thing is that like in a medieval setting when you have a monarchy oppressing people and there's a very hierarchical um system it makes it's like yeah the the shit farmers aren't really casting spells because that's their lot in life yeah but then you get something like Eberron, where it's like, there's actually a lot more magic users because... <laughs> magic everywhere, all the time. <laughs> well, the, yeah, there's a lot of mage rites and people who yeah. are just like, yeah, no, I learned one spell because it's super useful. Um, so, I think I think the best way to put this is if somebody's finished high school in the modern day, yeah, they probably can cast, like, a couple level ones and maybe a level two spell. But, that, but if we're doing that based on, uh, like, the class indeed, that means you also... 
still have access to a number of cantrips. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and so I think maybe that'd be a good place to start very quickly, just to roll through a couple uh, cantrips. Sure. If you don't, if you don't mind, uh, just because some of them have very similar flares. Like there's all the elemental ones, which are like control flames, control air, control water, and I mean they all have different names or and mold yeah. earth. Yeah. Like. None of them do any huge things, but you know you'd have some some like if you'd have some adjustment of that, which I think is just. I mean, clearly the the two best ones in there are control, fire, control fire is produce produce flame or whatever control fire. Well, control flames. It's control flames. Control flames and mold earth um, is also very good because earth is hard to move. Mold mold earth is probably one of the more useful ones because of I mean weird to say but digging i guess yeah, digging is hard uh so you just have a and it wasn't it's a cantrip so, yeah. you know, so you, just, hey guess what you want a garden remember how it took you six hours to till your garden before you seeded it so i think this is important just because not it's, everybody it's 30 seconds now <laughs> so this is very important just because not everybody knows what these spells are yeah uh and i think we sort of have to treat it that way like if people we not everyone who listens to us knows everything about D. there's a yep. there's a bunch of elemental spells as cantrips which are spells you can just cast multiple times forever um yeah that, they're they're easy they're like uh your your it's like a card trick yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um and some of them there's four elemental ones one for each of the classical elements mold earth has things like if you target an area of loose dirt you can excavate it so essentially like you scoop up five feet of like a five foot square of dirt and just move it aside yeah i think that's probably the most useful one the other ones are like you cause shapes colors or both to appear on dirt or stone which is cool (laughs) but it only lasts for an hour yeah um and then it's you can cause like the dirt or stone to like shake uh, but it's which, harmless. <laughs> yeah, it, it becomes difficult terrain. Yeah. Uh, so most of the ones for the digging. Uh, yeah. The the fire one seems pretty useful to some extent. I like, mean, it seems like it seems like we would need less firefighters because they would all just know how to control flame. I mean, the 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 problem you have with that is that it only extinguishes flames in a five foot cube. No, but like instantaneously, every six seconds, like five yeah. feet of flame is gone. Like that's yeah, just, way better than firing a hose at it. <laughs> I yeah, I'd agree. Um, it's un, it's, I mean, really, like any sort of large fire, just a collection of five foot fires. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the other like the other elemental ones are. I mean, it's, here's the thing. If 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 I had to pick like which one of those elemental ones would I do? I think I'd probably do shape water just because it seems like it'd be the like maybe the least useful but the most fun. I mean, you could have a water fight wherever you wanted. Well, the, the specific thing about like shape water, I mean, with uh, it only it and control flames are the ones where you actually feel like you can move it around and do cool, pretty things with it. Mold yeah. Earth doesn't let you like lift up parts nah, of Earth. It lets you utilitarian. Dig. It lets yeah. you dig. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think. Gust is the other one lets you make your cloak flutter. I mean, how often has it been a hot day though? And you're like, geez, I wish there was a little bit of wind. You could cast gust in that. Yeah. In that, like you, 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 you know, it's a leisure spell, <laughs> yeah. but with shape water, you can just freeze water. Yeah. Yep. 
I guess you never have to buy ice. Yep. You uh, well, it unfreezes in one hour. So I mean, yeah, normal ice. I'm just about to say, normal (laughs) ice also unfreezes probably in an hour, depending on how cold it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So there's some the elemental stuff. Um, I I also looked through the I don't know what to call these. There's three like class spells. There's druidcraft, prestidigitation, and thaumaturgy. Oh yeah. Yeah, which sort of just do a collection of things related to that uh, group. Um, I mean, I think Druidcraft is pretty much purely artistic. Druidcraft uh, <laughs> has one very, very strong ability I wanted to bring up. Okay, go ahead. Druidcraft allows you to predict the weather for the next 24 hours. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. the other the other things are kind of, like, you know, you make a flower blossom, a seed pot up when our leaf bud blooms. So, I mean, I guess you can, like, force your garden to be pretty. Yeah. Um. Then the other one's like instantaneous harmless sensory effect, which each one of these has a like sensory effect. Um. Or you can light or stuff out a candle, torch, or small campfire. Very useful things. But you can create an effect that predicts the weather at your location for the next twenty four hours. Which yeah, I mean that's pretty good. That's actually really useful. Yeah. <laughs> if you're able to accurately predict what the weather's going to be like. With one casting for the next 24 hours. Yeah, you just do it every morning, and you're like, that's what the day's going to be like Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. You're like, all right, cool. That's what it's going to be. Sorry, you meteorologists. Well, I mean, that's what they would be. You, this is a cantrip. You just have a couple people yeah. cast, and they're like, okay, it's going to rain. There's going to be a thunderstorm. Hey, a tornado's going to hit here in the next 24 hours. Everybody move. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's nothing really good in thaumaturgy, honestly, it's the one that... I mean, you, you never have to touch a door to open it. Okay, I've... Okay, I saw somebody say, that, like, uh, in a in a society of tieflings, they wouldn't have, like, door handles, uh, because they all <laughs> could have, like, thaumaturgy open doors. Here's yeah. what I want to say about that, and the specific wording of that ability in thaumaturgy. Um, so thaumaturgy does like your voice booms with three times louder. You cause flames to flicker, brighten or dim or change color. You cause harmless tremors, create an instantaneous sound. You alter the appearance of your eyes. So it's like it's the stuff you do if you're trying to be like a conjurer of cheap tricks. Yeah. One of them is you instantly. I want to say this very carefully. You instantly cause an unlocked door or window to fly open or slam shut. <laughs> yeah, it's it's violent. There, yeah. You <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess you'd have a society where you don't have doorknobs. You'd also have a very loud society. And a, a lot of broken noses. <laughs> just, <laughs> just doors flying open, slamming shut. And you're like, oh, Bob's home, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could put cushions behind every door. Yeah, like, that's the question. Do Do they invent... Well, we got to put cushions behind these doors, or do they just put a handle on it so that they can, you know, not have to slam it shut every single time? I mean, there's less germ transference if it's if it's the no handle one. Uh, <laughs> no, I swear, I'm not angry at you. I'm just the only way I could close a door. Well, bam. Um, I want to do one quick thing in prestidigitation. Okay. Uh, so prestidigitation is uh, harmless sensory effect. Uh, light or stuff out a candle, torch, or small campfire. So same thing as Druidcraft. Uh, instantaneously clean. Like, it has the most use. Instantaneously clean or soil an object no longer than one cubic cubic foot. Now, soil. Yeah, like, that's the funny part. That's mean. Um, but it does mean, <laughs> like, you can just clean your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You can clean yourself. 
Yep. Uh, you never well, need to shower. Congratulations. I mean, no, you're larger than one cubic foot. Yeah, but you could just one cubic foot, one cubic foot. Like, it's the same as a fireman. I guess that is the way that people have, people play it. The the one thing I always think is like, yeah, but you are an object larger than one cubic. Like, I guess, yeah, pieces of you are. I'm not an object, aren't. Kevin. I'm a person. Well, then it won't work. It says you instantly clean a soil an object. You're right. You're no right. larger. Yeah. You still have okay, to have you a still have to have a shower, but you can clean all your clothes. Uh, yeah, you make a, you got to take them off and bunch them up into a small cube, though. I mean, no, you're like your <laughs> shirt's pretty like, yeah, you just take your shirt off, put it down, clean it up. It's pretty easy. You don't even have to take it off. Just do it on you. Yeah, that is canonically one of the things the presentation can do. Uh, you make a color, a small marker, symbol appear on an object. You create a non-magical trinket or illusionary image. So some, you know, some funky stuff there. But I wanted to bring this one up. You chill, warm, or flavor up to one cubic foot of non-living material for one hour, which means the the specific one I want to put there is flavor, because it means <laughs> yeah. you could make any food taste like anything you want. That's true. I wanted to bring this up you, because it doesn't even need to be food, Kevin. Uh, I mean, true. You could make a curtain taste like peaches. True. Seems unnecessary, <laughs> but true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because this is actually something that, uh, my DM from, uh, one of my games did, which he had a person who was an ice cream salesman and they would just like flavor ice cream, anything you wanted it to, to taste like. Yeah. They're just very good at that part of prestidigitation that they could make ice cream taste like anything you wanted. And like, that would be very realistic to what you could do. Like, like, even if yeah, you don't yeah. know how to do that, you yeah. go to a store and it'd be like, hey, yo, this burger tastes like waffle fries. Now, it's important to note that the texture of what you're eating doesn't change. No, yeah, it absolutely does. So texture still is important. So when people's yeah. like, mm, I don't like the mouth feel of and it. Also, the smell doesn't change because it only says taste. Yep. Yeah. No, you're correct. <laughs> so it is the this- flavor. There's some weird stuff that could possibly go on there. I think it would work really well with ice cream. I don't think it works as well for something like ramen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> but, you know, maybe whatever sort of, like, seasoning you put in it. Yeah, you, that's true. You, you're not going to do the entire ramen. You'd want to do, like, oh, this, 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 uh, see, unfortunately, that's for an hour. So you can't just have like a prepackaged seasoning of. Honestly, probably what I would do, Kevin, is I'd be like, this, these green onions taste like really fresh green onions. <laughs> yep. You still have to be careful that you don't, you know, poison yourself. Yeah. 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 Uh, other than that, there's some basic other catchups like, you know, mage hand. Yeah. That's pretty useful. Got a hand that can get reached and grab things. I would like that. I would like that. I think that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's every catch potatoes dream. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> we, I'm not sure we have to go into all the things that having a hand that can go out 30 feet can do for you. Yeah, um, Con- convenience is yeah. what it can do for you. Same thing with message. Like that's just you essentially have a form of telepathy. Like, yeah, well, basically, it, it means you don't have to yell at anybody in your house. You can just send them a message. <laughs> yes, um, that one, like. I don't know how much we're going to get into, um, probably a little bit, um, like the components for it. Uh, message is one that I really love the uh, components for it. So 
I guess I mentioned, for people who don't know, like, once again, I'm trying to make this so that even people who don't play D&D can get the things. Mage Hand is exactly what it sounds like. It is a magic hand that floats around and can grab things. Yeah, it's not invisible, though. It's not uh, No, unless if you have a very specific uh, type of it, where, like, a couple things give you invisible Mage Hand. Yeah. Uh, it can only carry, like, five pounds, but it's a, it's, it's a magic hand. Um, message is... Uh, <laughs> Is it allows you to speak and message someone, but its components, so verbal, somatic, and material, its material is a short piece of copper wire, and yeah. it specifically says is that you point your finger toward a creature within range and whisper a message. So you do have to know where they are, but yeah. I do like the image of pointing <laughs> at someone and just like whispering into a copper wire. I don't know why I love that image. I mean, it's a fun image, I think. It, it's a fun image. You're like, God damn, where's my wire? I gotta go set a message it's only 120 feet like this is not you sending it yeah it is you contacting somebody else in the area where you know where they are and just pointing at them yeah you don't have to yell in your house no you have to sign the doors though because you have thaumaturgy yeah yeah. Uh, i want to move outside of cantrips kevin yeah let's move into the uh let's we've put them aside let's move into the things that you get that are a little bit you have to be a little more skilled for yeah, so um, the one I wanted to bring up first, Kevin, is a second-level spell. All right. Ooh, to wrong called, like second level. Called Animal Messenger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want to read out Animal Messenger? I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to give, like, the Cole's notes. So <laughs> okay. you, ch- you, choose a, you choose a small animal in, within 30 feet of you, so, like, a squirrel or a robin or something like that. Yeah. And you give it a morsel of food. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. And come then, here, uh, small animal. Come here. And then you speak a message of up to 25 words and describe who you want that message to go to. <laughs> and the animal will travel for 24 hours and then speak in your voice that message <laughs> to that person when it finds them. Uh <laughs> So th- there's a couple of things that I really like about this. <laughs> I mean, it's great for throwing shade at people. <laughs> yeah, it's great for if, throwing shade at if, people. If, if just like, you know, someone's living their life, they're at an office job, and they're looking at the window and they're like, man, it's a beautiful day. Hey, look at that robin flying around. The robin takes a wide loop and then it lands on the uh, <laughs> the, the window. So they're like, oh, my God, the robin just opens his mouth. It's like, you're a bitch. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's a- that sounds like Jeremy. <laughs> Damn it. He got me again. <laughs> Damn it. Um, by the way, I he also love it because... He used a second level spell slot for that. He, he had to go to college to get that. <laughs> Here's the thing. It replicates the sound of your voice that it hears, so you can imitate somebody else. <laughs> That's true, if you're good at that. Yeah, you can imitate somebody else. You can do an accent. You can do whatever. Um it says in the spell that if it's flying creature, it's 50 miles. And if it's not a flying creature, it's 25 miles, which is pretty far. Um, Wait, so it says the target. Yeah, so I'm looking this up. Um, the target beast travels for the duration of the spell. So it's 24 hours. Because uh, yeah. if you upcast it, apparently. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Okay. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> the target beast travels for the duration of the spell toward the specified location. Coming about 50 miles per 24 hours for a flying 25 miles. So that that just also makes them all standardized speeds. And it just has a tiny beast, which means yeah. you, you could pick something very small and just watch it zoom off. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could. 
<laughs> you could pick a tortoise. You could pick a, tur- a turtle. You could pick right. a frog. You could pick a frog that just like bounds across the highway like a crazy, <laughs> just, crazy thing. Just screaming in your voice <laughs> like, I'm too fast. <laughs> um, yeah, so one, I, I love sort of the the mild shenanigans you can get up with. And, and to be very clear, this doesn't harm the animal. Nope. Um. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's one more thing in the spell. So if it can't find a creature matching your description, yeah, it returns to where you cast the spell. <laughs> and so you're like, Oh, it's the same squirrel. I guess he didn't find it. Yeah. So you, you can figure out if it gets there, but, um, the thing I think that makes this sort of like, a a spell that I think would actually really affect the world. Yeah. Um, is that yes, you can upcast it and, and basically each level, higher of energy that you put in you go further 48 hours to the travel time yeah which means you can essentially make him go further like like the essential way of putting it is that at second level the normal level you cast that you can send it to somebody within 50 miles of yourself if he's a flying messenger or 25 miles of yourself if it's another animal uh you start adding up so even if you do a third level then you can do anything within 150 miles yeah which is far like 150 miles is like to Kelowna. Yeah, that's 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 pretty far. Uh, yeah, I do like like so. Part of this is that we have to be inc- like we have to be incredibly specific with the way that this is worded because that's the way that it works. You can't. I mean, it makes sense. You can't say their name. That animal doesn't know who it is. If you're just like, no, you, have, like you have to describe if, the person. If you're just like, hey, bring this to Jeremy. If the squirrel's like, who the fuck is jeremy here's the thing there is a way around that kevin yeah and that is having pets that know you the people that you hang out with it it does say no i will tell you this it does say you specify a location which you must have visited and a recipient who matches a general description there yeah. is no context <laughs> of that you can <laughs> say someone's true, yeah. name it's, yeah. it gives an example of a man or woman dressed in the uniform of a town guard or a so red haired dwarf wearing you, a pointed we wouldn't hat have, we wouldn't you wouldn't be able to use an address but you could use like longitude and latitude you will i mean that's the location you'd have to be like all right yeah uh you need to go yeah here's the here's the thing that bugs me about that you need to go to jeremy's house and he's like got it and find yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> Who? No. What? <laughs> find a tall man with brown, like. Brown hair, a beard, and blue eyes, and he's probably wearing glasses. <laughs> like, and they'll probably, they'll hopefully get it. Yeah, um, they'll hopefully get it. I like you get. I, I love that it's not going to work every time. Yep. I love that. If you were like a master of this spell and you could cast it at level nine, you could send it like a robin across the goddamn ocean. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it has to do it. Yeah, and it'll come back. Well, uh, <laughs> um, if we're going to get really nitpicky and weird in this, I want to. I want to clarify, and I'm going to say this is true for the for the duration of this spell. That animal is immortal. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. There is no writing in this that says if the animal dies. It in fact says if the animal doesn't reach its destination before the spell ends, the message is lost. But the beast does make his way back to where you cast the spell. Yeah. So does that mean like if it's like hit by a car, it just like drags itself back? No, I just I think the spell evades anything. 
yeah. like that could get in the way, you know? I I th- I think like the only way somebody could make sure that something didn't get it to its destination is like trapping it in a jar. Well, I mean, yeah. And then like weighing it down. Well, I mean, or if it just like the, the it turns the destinations further than you think it is. Yeah, but um, have you tried to stop something going 2 miles an hour? A tiny creature and catch it in a jar? It go yeah. I mean, yes, that would be difficult. I'm yeah. I more of meant like if the location if it was actually, you know, 26 miles away. Yeah. Yeah, rather than rather than 25. But I love the idea of people being like, I need a tiny pet. You don't you you like like a dog doesn't work. Too big. Chihuahua? Okay, fine. Like you you, kitten, yes, full grown cat, no, too big. Look, it doesn't even need to be a pet. You just need to see a squirrel within thirty feet of you (laughs) and be like, You come here. (laughs) I have a message. I have a piece of popcorn for which to cast this spell. I have a message you must bring to my friend for my cell phone has died. (laughs) Come here. (laughs) And forsooth, you must journey to, to Kevin Weir's house and look for a man, a broad man full of jolly girth with red hair and a beard and speak to him thus now <laughs> uh, now here's this isn't mine but i want to add on to this because just because it's like really close connected to it um beast sense allows you to see it's a second level spell as well it allows you to see through beast's eyes yeah so which means you could use this thing to send a, to deliver to someone and then also i guess it only lasts for one hour i guess if you're yeah. doing it very close then you could also see through their eyes I mean, if it's within two miles, basically. If it's within two miles. Ooh. Or, you know, I guess it'd be or one mile if it's uh, not a flying yeah, animal. Yeah, one mile if it's not flying. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because I I find no other real life use of you can see through animal eyes other than what, what, what this is like. You know what I just realized? What? If the message gets there, the animal doesn't have to come back. No, it doesn't. It just, there's an animal there now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which there's a, there's now an animal in someone's you house. Could, you could literally be like, "Oh, I've got a rat. That sucks." I guess now there's a rat here. Um, well, uh, I'll use this morsel of food and be like, uh, "Rat, I would like you to go to my enemy's house. It, this is the address. <laughs> Seek out this person uh, and speak to them. Thus, it's your problem now, fucker." <laughs> Yeah, but one rat isn't that much of a problem. It's weird. <laughs> like uh, like a bird coming into your house. Yeah. And especially like once it returns to its animal nature, like uh, the bird more than a rat sending a bird into someone's house and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's back to being a bird in someone's yeah. house. So like it comes down, it floats oh, with its mouth and in my voice you hear <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then it stops. You see it look around and just go <sighs> and just flying around. Like, yeah, ah. it just starts flying around freaking out. Ah shit, that was a crow in my house. Damn it. Damn damn corvids. Damn it. Um anyway, yeah, that's my first spell, and I think it's fun, and I think it would bring the world more joy, and I also think uh it would uh have made Napoleon uh better at war. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is something that would be very useful before the modern day. Like, a yeah. mo- like modern day, it's more of just like a goofy thing you could do. By when it could, you could also have just picked up the damn phone. Cause, nah, nah, I'm gonna use my spell. Well, because <laughs> to clarify, it's not immediate. Like, unlike no. things like sending or anything yeah. like that, which sending's really high. You have to be very competent of a spellcaster to do sending. That's like fourth yeah. level. Yeah, that's why I, I picked this because I was like, one, uh, there's an animal component, which is fun. <laughs> And two, it's a much lower level. It is, yeah. Um, I, uh, I want to pick one that's kind of world breaking, so I'm more of interested <laughs> in how we, like, make it work. Yeah. Um, and that is Goodberry. Oh yeah, yeah. Goodberry is pretty simple. You need mistletoe. Um, mm-hmm. it is a druid spell. Like, so when we talked about, hey, these are things outside of this. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, when you cast this spell, up to ten berries appear in your hand and are fused with magic for the duration. I don't know why it says that. The duration is instantaneous, so there is no duration. <laughs> yeah. A creature can use its action to eat one berry. Eating a berry restores one hit point, which means nothing in our world. <laughs> yeah. But... The berry provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. And and they lose their potency if they're not being consumed within 24 hours of casting the spell. So that's for 24 hours. But the the point is that this is a first level spell that when cast allows you to feed 10 people for one day. Feed 10 people for one day. It's nourishment to sustain a creature for one day, which I assume means that berry is just like the calorie count you need. Yeah, well, it's the calorie and the nutrients. Yes. It is all you need, which (laughs) it sounds like that is a thing that you just at least want one person in your group (laughs) to have. I mean, really, it removes the... The thing is, is that honestly, if if people knew Goodberry... Yeah. We would never have been nomads. Well, um... I mean, not we could have, just not for the same reason. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's true. You wouldn't really be following we, food. Well, I guess you know we would never, we would never uh, start farming. Basically, the, the, <laughs> yeah. The thing that I specifically bring it, uh, bring up Goodberry. It's like so we didn't touch too much on classes. We sort of mentioned we don't want to go too much into that. Um, yeah. But if you think of what each class means. Like, Druid is the one, I mean, number one, Druid, I guess, technically casts off wisdom, not intelligence, but it's the same, yeah. it's the same functional thing as uh, Wizard, in a sense, we kind of have to treat like that, because I don't, I don't want to go into the whole, what does it mean to prepare <laughs> a spell through the entire list you have access to? Yeah. I don't even know what that means, um, but by its nature, Druid involves less, like, formalized training. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's more intuitive, right? And, and it's first level, which we already said is like, you went to high school. Yeah. Right? And uh, and if someone out there wants to really get at us and be like, no, you th- I think first level is more akin to some... Blah, blah, blah. It's a medieval, like, world. Of course it's going to be high... Sc- like, Yeah, and in that world, it's serious study. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> feels like, 
high school, considering how yeah. most yeah. peasants that you run into in a m- medieval European setting wasn't a concern of theirs. Yeah, that's why there's the help I'm being oppressed joke in Monty Python. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have no levels of wizard. Um. So, yeah, like, like you... The the question I have, have is that if that is something that's always been around, do you do you ever get to the point where you eat anything other than a good berry? I think so. Um and I think so for two reasons, Kevin. Yeah. One, uh as as long as the human race has been able to communicate with each other, they have dared each other to eat stupid things. I mean, yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> and two, uh, I think over the process of that, like the good berry is the same every time, mm-hmm. unless you cast prestidigitation. I was going to bring it. that up. The combination between good yeah. berry and prestidigitation means you have a berry that can taste just, like anything. That tastes like anything you want it to taste like. Yeah, baby. Um, but I think I think the thing is is that. Like, yes, that berry is everything that you need, but I don't know how satisfying it is. It everything that you want? Yeah. Um, that's sort of what I mean. Like, does it mean that at a certain point, um, essentially anything that's not your good berry food, which was, it only lasts for 24 hours, so you essentially need to know, like, uh, my, my, if that's the case, you probably have a store you go to every day where it's like, come get, like, it becomes rations at the point, where it's like, yeah. come get your good berry, Flavor it however you want. Here, here's the thing. There should never be a food shortage anywhere. No. It, like, no no one should ever be impoverished from lack of food. No, this would be a world that is has so much more, like, food is a luxury item. Like, anything yeah. beyond a good berry, where it's like, oh, you, you had... You have something that's a lot more complex of a flavor because you had a peanut butter and jam sandwich. Holy shit! Well, because what I'm imagining with prestidigitation making something a flavor is that the person who makes it the flavor has to be like good at making that flavor. Yeah. So you ha- you have to be able to imagine it. Yeah, exactly. So it seems like more complex flavors might be actually easier to do with cooking than prestidigitation. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd. You'd still have chefs, yeah. Which would which would put like food to be would be treated in such a different way, like because well, it's it's also when you think about like the way that like labor was divided mm-hmm. in early civilizations, most of it was grow food, <laughs> yeah. And this, so like, what else are people doing? Yeah, like like this makes sustenance farming so much less of a thing like this is this is a thing where like you drive by a farm and 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 you're just like man look at those elites (laughs) with their (laughs) making food from the ground think they're they think they're too good for just they're talking about the texture of their sourdough yeah they they don't want to just eat a berry that tastes like meat they just have time to sit down and eat for a half (laughs) an hour after they cooked for an hour like, don't get me wrong; it'll definitely be abused. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, it's maybe something where it'll, it'll reach towards like twenty twenty one, and people will be like, "Wait, why doesn't everybody just get a good berry?" And they're like, "Well, if we <laughs> just give people a good berry, they won't be motivated to do anything else." Like, what? <laughs> 
That's they, what? They no, have people, to deserve the right to have a people, good berry. But no, people, they get bored. They'll do stuff. Trust it's me. Just, um, it's a first level spell. I could just learn to do it. Yeah, you just, you just need one. Like, and then you know, of course, then you have like communist color. Just like, you just need one of your f- ten friends, like to know Goodberry. Yeah, everyone just just need at least one person who knows Goodberry, and then yep. you're and then you all live on a commune. There is something very weird and cultish about this level, this specific <laughs> level of this thought process. Yeah, <laughs> but but please ignore it. Because we, we can ignore a lot of societal problems if we're on our commune <laughs> with 10 people. 10 people. Yeah. Everybody's got a job. So I, guess, I want to do good, Barry. It's the one that seems like it's the one that breaks the world in. Yeah, it, it breaks the world in a pretty basic way. It is insane that that's not a thing like in D. In D. I, guess, yeah. I guess the cognitive goal there is that I feel like just druids are super rare, right? Well, I mean, the thing like is, they is don't, that they I don't, don't want society. You could, you, you could have a world where there are lots of druids, but they're not living in a, a population dense place. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We live in a society. Druids live in the forest. Yeah, or they live in their druid they're, out their <laughs> their druid places yeah. where there's ten of them, and one of them knows Goodberry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're sitting out there being like, ah, the weather for the next twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, there's no druid joker, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd I'd like to bring in another second level spell. Okay. Um, this spell, Kevin. Yes. Is called immovable object. Okay. <laughs> um, it lasts for an hour, and you do need gold dust, so it's it's a little expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like God, trying to figure out what we would call gold as a compare as a comparison well, it specifically says gold dust yeah but that's still gold like it's a worth amount of gold which means it's worth yeah, an yeah. amount of money which is yeah. a, a whole thing but anyway i'm not going to get into the value but you need gold dust yeah um which disappears after the spell used it but you choose an object that's no more than 10 pounds and it becomes magically fixed in place you can designate other people when you cast this spell that can move the object normally. Yeah. You can also have a password that will suppress the immovable effect for one minute. If it's fixed in the air, it can hold up to 4,000 pounds of weight. Yeah. Um, and people can try and move it, but they've got to be very strong to do so. And they can only move it 10 feet at a time. Now, I wanted to bring something about up about this uh, spell. Like, so I I know the one you're talking about. I have seen before. Yeah. It's us uh, for people who aren't who don't know. It's a spell that that's like in the Critical Role D and D expansion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's so essentially it's made by uh, Matt Mercer. Um, yes. And you can sort of tell that by the fact that like it's not as super in depth of like specific wording because I want to yeah. tell you what's missing from this spell. <laughs> Is a size limit on the object. No, it's just, it just can't, it just has a weight it limit. It just can't weigh more than 10 pounds. So you make something <laughs> real thin. You can take a sheet 
and throw it into the air. You know, you can take a piece of paper. No, no, that's not even one word about the word removable object thing. You take a piece of paper that's the size of a football field that I bet is still <laughs> less than 10 pounds. You affix it in the air. It can hold up to 4,000 pounds of weight. It does not matter yeah. the size of the object. It holds 4,000 pounds of weight. You can put <laughs> some stuff on just, like, it costs money, yes, but you have you have essentially functionally broke gravity. Yes. <laughs> and what happens when you upcast it, Jeremy? Uh, well, if you upcast it, uh, it, you do have to upcast it to at least fourth level for it to get a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes more difficult to move. It can carry up to eight thousand pounds, and its duration increases to twenty four hours. Yep. Um, the next upgrade. This is the one that. This is the one that's the problem. <laughs> this is where it, it can, gets bad. It can, it can carry two no, twenty thousand pounds of weight, and it is permanent until dispelled. <laughs> yep. So now six spell is six level is pretty high. Um, yeah, you've you've got to be a, an expert but, basically but be, to do this. But because of what we learned in the Vancey and casting episode, where spell level has nothing to do with intelligence. It's actually not super unlikely that there's going to be like we have a kind of seven billion people. There's going yeah. to be a number of old people who have spent their life doing this because you get to do these amazing things. Like, yeah, I mean, think think about it this way: so, if 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 anybody like the thing I would do if I could cast this permanently, Kevin, yeah. is I would go around to skyscrapers, okay, and be like, hey, so I know that you would like. Uh, elevators and and stairs and stuff. But how would you feel if there were slides everywhere fixed in place? (laughs) How would you like it if this sheet was fixed in place? We just have to set it up properly and you will have a slide that you can go down to get off the 10th floor. You're going to do, okay, you're going to do slides with this. Yeah, I love, I love fun, Kevin, and slides are fun. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. You can do horrible things with this as well. Well, um, yeah, you know, and, and like society changing things, but I would do slides. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there's just other ways to do slot, like do that. Like you, yeah, there, you, there are, yeah, there are Kevin, but they're not magic. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> you could put a, you could put a, you could put a, um, a house trailer on and just stack them up to the sky. Yeah. Yeah. And it lasts forever. Um, yep. You don't have to have anything but no low. And once again, you can do it on paper. Yeah. Like <laughs> each one would have its own paper pretty much. Yeah. And then you have just, <laughs> you just have something that will never fall. <laughs> you, I mean, literally, you could be like, oh, it floods here a lot. Well, I'm just going to put this, you know, tarp and everybody hold this uh, five feet off the ground. And uh, OK, now it's permanent and let's build a house. <laughs> not Maybe not a house, because once again, it's 20,000 pounds, which is about 10 tons, um, which yeah. which is a lot, but not uh, like you get you get a small trailer. On that's there, why, that's why I was saying specific, that's why I was very clear. I specifically said yeah. a trailer like. You, cause a, a, you, you could build a tiny home. Yeah, like a trailer would po- <laughs> probably be like half of that. Um, 
So you'd, you'd want like one. Yeah, you have a tiny home on there. But a tiny home that has no bearing on gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here, here's the thing that oh I think is, is very, very funny about this, Kevin. Yeah. So let's say you're a person who, who does this thing and builds things, you know, that defy gravity for whatever reason. Yeah. Or slides. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's say let's say let's say your client pisses you off one day. Yeah. All you have to do is walk by and say the password that you said and it all falls to the ground. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you. I like the I like the conflux there between somebody who is that petty but can also <laughs> cast a sixth level spell. Yes, because I do so want to be clear to the audience that like six levels also be pretty high. Six levels where you start getting into like things that break worlds in very different ways. Like six level spells, you yeah. you have absolutely dedicated yourself. This is where you see the people. Like, this is Olympic level spellcaster. And there are yeah. a lot of Olympic, there are Olympic level people, clearly, where the Olympics are going on right now. Uh, <laughs> so just the, <laughs> except for the opposite, it's not going to be like a bunch of young people in the prime of their lives. It's going to be a bunch of old people who spend a lot of time doing this. <laughs> and maybe they are angry enough to be like, hey, hey, Jim, fuck <laughs> hey, it. And no, then they're, <laughs> no, nobody's having sex at these Olympics. Fuck yeah. I've cast a movable object on all of your mattresses. They're floating. And if anybody is having sex, I'm going to say the password. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone raise their hand? Are you implying that you are watching all of us sleep? Oh, I'm not implying. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, that has to be illegal. <laughs> Right? Nope. Nope. I'm in charge of security. I got to know what's going on. <laughs> or you just lie. It's like, I uh, put a specific trigger on this so that when it <laughs> when feels if sex e happening. If, e if any genitals touch each other <laughs> while on this bed, I don't the spell deactivates. I don't believe you. I know what sex is. <laughs> what? Why do we hide? Uh, I've had sex. Why? Did, why? Why? You, why did you say why, that? Why did you say it's so angry? Is the question? <laughs> why I did have. you say it? Li why did you say it like you? You haven't had sex. You're trying to convince us that you. I have had sex. sex. I have had all the parts of it. <laughs> I, I yeah. I've had every single kind of sex. Well, no one's saying it's like bad if you haven't had every single kind. No, it's fine if you haven't had sex. No one's going to shame you I've for had, that. I've had. The, I've had the man man kind. I've had the man woman kind. I've had the woman woman. It's kind. just you're being so aggressive about it. Is is what. <laughs> is what's confusing us <laughs> like okay, no okay, one's go. gonna judge you <laughs> why don't why don't we quickly do one of your spells as well i do and, i do want to do one that, yeah. that carries on actually off of this pretty well because it actually is probably what this spell is based on and that's yeah. arcane lock okay yeah so arcane lock uh arcane lock works very similar to what we just mentioned like it actually it's worded very similarly it is also a second level spell you yep. touch a closed door window gate chest or any other entryway and it becomes locked for the duration you and the creatures you designate when you cast the spell can open the object normally you can also set a password that when spoken within five feet of the object suppresses the spell for one minute uh that's why i sort of want to bring like we, it's good, great time to talk about it because it uses the same rules as an immovable object yeah. Um, otherwise, it is impassable until it is broken 
or the spell is dispelled or suppressed. Uh, there's mention that you can cast Knock on the object, which is another second level spell, which suppresses it for 10 minutes. Um, uh, well, and well affected by the spell, the object is harder to break or force open. Uh, it's the exact same cost as an immovable object, which is gold yeah. dust worth at least 25 gold. Um, but it is <laughs> literally a really, really good lock. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite expensive. Like, 25 yeah. gold to... You You look at things where they're like, oh, what do you think the co- like the 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 rate of gold is? And people always, they're like, well, according to the gold standard. I'm like, that's definitely not what it's based on. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not what it is. You have to look at what you can buy with that gold. So that's got like, yeah. to be a couple hundred dollars, right? Yeah, at least. At least a couple yeah. hundred. Um, but uh, hey, it's, it's until dispelled, and the only thing that can dispel it is... A higher level spell like dispel magic, dispel magic, yeah, which is third level. So, which like you got to go to college for that. Yeah, you you got <laughs> to get a degree. Yeah, you got to get a bachelor's of. Hey, I learned dispel magic. Yeah, a bachelor of anti magic. Yeah, because um, knock. Hey, knock is second level, which means you you yeah. can get like a couple years of uh, post secondary. Uh, learning well you could or you can finish high school and that can be the second level spell that you like specialized in yeah like because i think don't think we're doing the specific thing where it's like i mean because you have to be a third level in wizard i think before you get second level spells yeah so like you have to be a pretty skilled like there's only 20 levels like third level is actually pretty far along there i think yeah no you you've got to be a professional basically yeah it has to be something that you are you are pursue pursuing like this is something where you're like i'm gonna do this and then you graduate and then you're like well i have a degree in it but i guess instead i'm gonna work uh at a arby's I'll be a locksmith oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure you know what i love about arcane lock yeah um is that you can hold other people's stuff hostage from them yep like 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 their slide <laughs> <laughs> like their slide, you monster. Um, no, but like you could be like, oh, I see you have this house. Well, uh, I'll cast arcane lock on this door and on this door, and I'll open. I'll tell you how to get in if you pay me a thousand dollars. Yeah, but you spent like five hundred or more. I didn't say these people are smart, Kevin. <laughs> this is a good way of doing. This is a very obvious good way. It's it's essentially like someone like doing the uh, the ransomware on a computer. Yeah. Except for it's very obvious because they know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And you have to actually you don't have to be around it to dispel it. So you essentially you want to do it, then have a note and then be like, yo, do this. But but it feels like it's a lot to the go. The only through. problem is is that knock exists and it's much cheaper to cast. Well well uh, unfortunately well, yes, but unfortunately that only suppresses it for ten minutes. Really just want someone to do yeah. dispel magic, which is also cheap to cast. You just need somebody who is more you just have to pay a professional for that. You have to pay a person who's like gotten some expertise. Yeah, you're yeah, you're paying them and keep in mind you're not paying them for the uh materials they use up. You're paying them for the time that they have spent to learn this. Yeah, you're paying them for their skill. Exactly. They they went to uh posing an institution to learn how to dispel magic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very uh, that is that is a is a very useful spell I think in a world full of magic. Well, specifically if if we're focusing on arcane lock, yeah. Well, I mean, any spell. 
<laughs> Can- I, I do I do think that in a world where the spell arcane lock exists, people have a lot more chests. Um, yeah, I mean, the, my favorite thing about it is that, like, there's no rule saying that it has to be, like, a reasonable door. Like, it no. just says an an entryway. <laughs> so my, <laughs> it's like, the way that um, I would use Arcane Lock in a game is you just, like, like, you're in, you're in a room and you just put, like, a board up against a wall. And then you're just like, <laughs> yeah. lock, and you lock the board <laughs> to, cause, against the wall. Because it is an entryway. <laughs> yep. It doesn't have, yep. like, you don't even need a latch on it. There's nothing saying that the nope. door has to be able to be locked. No, it's magic. Yeah, you could also do it on a gate, <laughs> which is fun. You could also do it on, um, you could put a rug over top of a hole in the floor and lock it in place. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 I think so much of this energy is covered by the other entryway. <laughs> like, <laughs> closed door, window, gate, chest, or other entryway, that's where the fun yeah. starts. <laughs> that's where the fun That's is. where you're like, hey, arcane lock your butt! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an exit. <laughs> Depends on what you're into. I guess that's true. <laughs> it's whatever in my mind works. Arcane lock your mouth. <laughs> that's where food goes. <laughs> now you die. No, you can still breathe through your nose. Yeah, but you can't eat. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you can't you can't push that good berry inside. Well, maybe you could push it through somebody's nose, like mash it up. <laughs> God. I mean, it's not great, but you're not going to die. <laughs> so they say. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we went through a number of spells. There's a lot there. We could definitely do this. Again, yeah, we could do this again. If you'd like us to do this again, please let us know in a rating or review or uh, sending us a message on Twitter. I'm at Mighty Thieves. I'm at Sean Mankey Weir. And you can reach us together at Third Space Cast. Send us an email, thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you'd arcane lock oh. or check out our website at thirdspacepodcast.com. Yeah. And our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space where Kevin and I are covered in cling wrap. Oh, I'll stay so fresh and dry. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs> <laughs>